Hey all, Mike Schindler here, The Military Wire, with your host, Mike Schindler. Excited to be on this podcast today. This is where we interview some of America's most elite men and women who have served this country. And today, we are with Don Leingang from USO Northwest, the world's busiest USO. So, Don, I'm excited to have you on the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's uh, this is a, quite an amazing USO center here at the SeaTac Airport. Uh, last year... We had over 133,000 visitors, and we're actually on track this year to eclipse those numbers. Is that so right? We're pretty excited. Yeah, it's amazing here. This is pretty awesome. So, Don, tell me about how you get started with the USO. Former Navy, right? So, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, so in uh, 2008, when I retired, I had a 24 year career, and obviously, I went through like the Navy TAC class and was looking to try to figure out the way to transition myself. And although the Navy TAP class was, was helpful in a way, uh, I was actually quite lucky that I was the executive officer up at uh, Naval Station Everett, which is uh, a local military or Navy base here in the area. And so I was able to actually, through my job, meet connections and, and do that. And so... Um, funny enough, though, I had a, uh, the USO reach out to me about being the executive director. But even before that, which is kind of the reason why I said yes to them, was three years before, and a lot of people don't know this, but I was involved with, in a plane crash uh, at, uh, at Midway in Chicago. Mm. And it was a, a, a snowy evening in December of 2005. And when uh, the plane actually crashed, went through the runway, went out into the street, and stopped in uh, stopped in a in a in a yard uh, is what what stopped us finally. And um, when we were allowed finally, after about an hour and a half of to allowed to be into the airport, uh, USO volunteers were there. And I thought that was really funny because why would USO volunteers even care about a commercial airliner? And asking some of the volunteers, I found out that they actually walked, they heard the crash, walked into the airport, and just wanted to make a difference with those that were involved in this catastrophic wow, event, no right? Kidding. And so I, I, I never forgot about that. My three years later, when the USO asked me and I came in to see what the setup was at SeaTac, and I'm like, I, all I saw was really it was volunteers that Americans that wanted to take care of Americans. Mm. And I and so even though I had other offers I thought, you know what, I think this is really where my heart is after the military where I could really make a difference. And so here I am. I said I'd do it for two years, and now I'm starting on my 11th year. So kind of crazy how it's all worked out. Is that right, 11 years? So what can people expect when they go to USO? So USOs are across the world. Every airport or most airports? Yeah, most airports. There's uh, over 200 centers worldwide. Uh, There's... they're in most of the larger airports. So, for instance, uh, we have one in here in Seattle and also down in Portland. That's kind of our GSA or our, our geographic area, right? Um, but you really, if you go to a major airport, there's pretty much going to be a USO there to take care of uh, traveling uh, military, uh, mostly military with families, retirees, etc. And uh, we just like to give them that chance to uh, um, to to you know, figure out where they're going to go next, give them a chance to just slow the world down for a minute, have a place to come and relax and figure out where they're next, uh, where they're next going to travel to. Mm, that's awesome. So what are some of the programs that you guys do at USO? You guys have some unique stuff going on at SeaTac, specifically in Seattle. But what are some of those programs? Well, some of the things that you'll see here, obviously, um, well, first let me, let me start out. You know, after World War II, they were going to close down all the USOs. No reason to have second big, big war, no reason 
reason to have USOs anymore. So they asked the military there, why, why did you go to the USO during World War II? And their top five answers were to eat, to sleep, uh, to write a letter, to relax, and to take a shower. So if you now look from our vantage point of where we are, you can see people relaxing. Uh, there's a bunk room yep. over here where they can sleep. There's a kitchen area where they can eat. Uh, there's showers uh, here behind the two TVs. There's four showers here in this center. So they're still doing everything. And then the only thing that they're not doing, they don't write letters anymore, but they Skype and they're on the Internet and things like that. So with the same f five simple things that they did in the 1940s is what brings people back, I think, in, t in 2018 to take care uh, of their needs. So oh I think gosh. that's a really a kind of a neat way to look at it. It's whatever the USO does, it's simple. It should be a handshake. It should be a thank you. And if those simple needs are met, then everything else is just is a bonus. See, and that's amazing. That's the first time that I've heard that about USO because I always thought Bob Hope and USO, right? I mean, and, and that, you know that was that, my that, experience. He's, yeah. he's not. In fact, we have a big picture of him because he's kind of an iconic guy because everybody yeah. kind of, uh, a lot of people resonate with him. But obviously, we're showing our age because we right. remember probably <laughs> seeing that when we were on, yeah, you know, right. when we were children or whatever. But I think what he, his heart and all the things that he did, I mean, that guy flew in more combat zones than most military people, right? Yeah. As he was going around doing his shows for over 30, 40 years. But uh, I, I really think, though, it's, it is simple. Uh, it's it's doing those things to allow, you know, if you're at the airport and you're a mother with two children and you have to be at the airport for 18 hours, if there's not a USO available as an oasis to allow you just to rest and relax, uh, otherwise I don't know how you would do it as a young family today trying to watch over uh, your two kids for 18 hours. I mean, how does that happen anymore? Because uh, you, you're, you'd be at gate A8 and the next thing you'd know your kids would be at A4 running around. Right. But at least yeah. here at the USO they can run around and no one really cares because we all understand it's what it's all about. That's so cool. So one of the things that you were asking about, you know, how do you, when we first, um, when I first came to the USO, we were just down the hall and we used to average about 80,000 uh, a year. And then it slowly started to creep up, and it went from, like, one AMC flight overseas to now three. So we have a flight three times a week uh, to either Okinawa, to mainland Japan, or Korea. And so those literally are flights that hold uh, 150 to 200 military. Mm. And uh, our last center only had a capacity of 67. This one has a capacity of 180, which is still going to be very crowded if we had 180 people in here. But what it does is it gives them all a place to uh, rest and relax. A lot of them will come in at 10 o'clock in the morning only to find out that they really check in at like 2.30 the following morning. Oh, wow. And so you can yeah. see how uh, a family could actually be for almost a 24-hour period while they're waiting on those flights. And so we, we hold 6 million pounds of luggage a year. Uh, you figure uh, three seven eighty sevens going toward the Orient, and we hold the good majority of the luggage here for those people because if you were out in the airport, I mean, you wouldn't even want to fall asleep. Yeah, that's right. You'd think that someone might come up and, you know, accidentally maybe take something that's yours. So that, that's one thing I love about the place is that the volunteers are here 24-7, 365, and they just want to do really what, anything they can to make people stay here, you know. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. So you've got you've got uh, a couple things you do here. You do a program, or you host a program called Washington Serves that people can 
find different resources available in the, the greater Puget Sound area, but also a, a Pathfinder program. So talk to me about yeah, the Pathfinder so program. So I think in a way a little bit they're both similar, but okay, we'll, we'll first talk about the Pathfinder program. So what happened was is uh, a, a few years ago uh, there was an Army, um, an Army uh, helicopter pilot who was looking to do transition or help uh, military in transition as well, and she started what's called the uh, RP6 program, Rally Point 6 program. And uh, she eventually, uh, that eventually became the USO Pathfinder program uh, for the USO. And so what the Pathfinder program will do is, although the USO is there mainly for our active duty, the Pathfinder program allows us to take care of military after they transition. So there's a certain period of time that once a military person transition leaves the service, they can still come back to the USO for support, for help, to try to help with that transition period. You know, whether it's attending a seminar, uh, you know, maybe there's uh, groups that are together that are holding the seminar that want to hire and they're interested in hearing from like a Home Depot or a Microsoft or something like that. So we still now, we reach even further after they've transitioned out of the military to do the help. Washington Serves, pretty much the same thing. One of the uh, things that you just kind of alluded to is we actually have a computer here on site uh, that allows military to sit at the computer and learn a little bit about Washington Serves, and uh, according to the uh, the first thing that the, that you guys uh, looked at is we had like four thousand hits on that computer on that one lone computer here yeah. in the first month or month and a half, and so I, I was actually thinking it might be closer to a thousand or so. But so I was greatly uh, pleased with the numbers of people that are looking because there's always going to be people in transition that are leaving the service, and you know whether they get information you know a year before the transition or a couple weeks, any information they can get is going to be helpful. Yeah, so true, so true. So, Don, you transitioned out. You've got a successful transition. You're continuing to make impact. What is a bit of advice you would give somebody that is transitioning now? You found mission and purpose. You've got this new sense of mission and purpose. What would you say to somebody transitioning today? What's that one yeah. bit of advice? I think um, the biggest thing is is try to use your resources and look early. You know, because inevitably we all have to find the paycheck that's going to put food on the table to feed our families, right? Yeah. So it may not be necessarily be the first thing that you end up doing after you transition. That's what is going to be what you love to do. But then, you know, it's always easier to look for a job once you have one, right? So use that same mindset even when you're in the military. Try to find the ways that you can meet people, that you can go to Washington Serves, you can use USO Pathfinder to at least help you find and get you connected. So don't wait until, you know, don't be the guy that's waiting until like a week or two out before he's leaving the military, <laughs> before he, he gets panicky and starts looking at that kind of thing, right? So, uh, but really use, use those people that, you, that are out there to help you. And, they're, and they are out there. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to find, but you, if you, you need to be the one progressive, being progressive and looking. Don't wait for them to come to you. Yeah, that's sound advice. Don, thank you. Appreciate the time. Thank you for being on the show, and uh, we'll do it again, I'm good. sure. I hope, it's, I hope it's helpful for a listener or two out there. Thank Absolutely. You. All you right, bet. very good.